This is the Gore Club Podcast with Steve Vessel, Derek Sturgeon, and Death Metal Dave. Some like fucking critic. like reporter. Oh, yeah. Chris, was it Chris like Alexander a, from like Rumorg? I a thought. Critic, and like it, it was unfair because Uwe Boll was like a fucking boxer. Like, yeah, the dude can fight. Yeah, he can fight. Yeah. He better be able to fucking fight if you're pumping out trash like that. But he also understands that he's pumping out trash. That's one thing I kind of liked about him for a while because it was something to do with like German tax laws that he can make bombs yes. and still get and paid if, from if, it. Well, no, no it, people could invest them. Yeah. But if the movie didn't make the money back, you could write a hundred percent of it of off. it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the producers. Yeah. The, the producers, yeah. The, yeah. But, uh, yeah, did, oh, uh, I forgot. To, did you ever watch Psycho Gorman? Did you watch it yet? I haven't had a chance to, no. God damn it, so good. Well, I don't, I hate paying for things unless I'm going to go to the movie theater. Just hmm. huh. dumb. Huh. Huh. Hmm. It's got a rap song at the end. Of course, that makes it even better. <laughs> it, it does. That's how they got me. I, I was I was watching it, and I'm like, this is just like watching a Guar <laughs> movie. It's just... Yeah, it's like if it's, like if Guar so directed ridiculous. Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that director is awesome though. I liked his last movie; so it was great. I like the special effects in Void. I don't like the movie though. Mm. But I do think the kills and shit and the special effects are amazing. I just don't yeah. like the overall movie. A lot of people are hating on Psycho Gorman, so I don't know. Well, fuck those people. I don't uh, think they knew what they were in for. Yeah, like, I just uh, seen a lot of people. That trailer, or whatever. Yeah, if you watched that trailer and didn't know what you were in for, you weren't paying attention. Yeah. That's how it was with Willie's Wonderland. I'm seeing a lot of weird, like, mixed reviews. I'm like, you know, this is not, like, a really hardcore horror film, right? I haven't well, seen that one yet. I've, I've, it's, it's, it's playing it's on the, my, uh, well, down like, the street. Well, it's 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 uh, it's on demand. I'm just going to watch it at home. The it's, horror community the always theater, has man. to be, like, you know, different from, you know, oh, oh, it always starts off, like, every movie, it's like, everybody likes it that first day. Then the next day, you get that crowd in and goes, oh, I finally watched it. Meh. Meh. I did see that. There's a whole lot of that. Yeah, a every time I see meh, I want to punch somebody. Like, you don't say it in real life. Like, I've never been around a human that I like, and they described anything with meh. Like, you would want to punch that person. Like, if you were, like, a waiter somewhere, like, how's your food? And a motherfucker went, meh. <laughs> you would fight them. The steak is amazing. Yeah, nobody talks like that in real life. That's, like, internet fucking slang or whatever that's become popular, and now everybody's, like, this little snarky asshole. But they look like like the comic book guy from the fucking Simpsons when you turn into an old man. No, that's great. I hate the word congrats. I fucking hate it. Yeah, I just there's certain congrats. things that it's just lazy. It's lazy. Like you can't like bash something and go with meh. Like why don't you like it, motherfucker? Everybody always just like posts now watching. It's like Psycho Gorman. And he'll just say that, but meh. Like, what are you? You're just trying to piss people off. You want people to come in here and be like, why don't you like it? And you're like, well, it sucks. Why does it suck? Yeah. Cause it sucks. Who was a Turbo like, Kid? I was like, whatever, man. Yeah. I saw a review like that, by the way. Well, there's a lot What is that. like Turbo Kid? Turbo Nothing. Kid. Turbo Kid's amazing. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's a totally different kind that. of movie. People shit on that, too, though. So. Well, those yeah. people suck. But anyways. Oh, we're, we're on. Podcast. Oh, we're on. We're shit. on, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. All right. Don't fucking I, say I promise not to blank out. <laughs> you are? I'm Steve Vessel. Welcome to the Gore Club Podcast. You already blanked out. You're no. Death Metal Dave. I'm Derek. I'm Derek. And we're here this week to talk about... Filmmaker Adam, Adam fucking Green. Green. And Derek's gonna mark the fuck out. Yeah, I'll mark out that hard. I'm just a fan. <laughs> There's not like a lot of filmmakers, newer filmmakers, I should say, that I'm a big fan of. I mean, who do we have right now, like in horror, that kind of blew up the last 15 years? And it's consistently good. That's consistently good, or at least consistently re- releasing shit for this genre and focusing on like 
us little basement dwelling nerds. I really can't think of anybody who is as fun, as a fan, came from nothing and still, you know, puts out stuff I like. Yeah, and that, that's the best. Consistently. Yeah, and that, that's my thing with Adam Green is like, I didn't know this dude existed in, I think, 2005, maybe 2006 is when Hatchet came out. I had no idea who Adam Green was. You know, you get on websites and, like, started seeing little things about Hatchet. I didn't know. I never heard of Spiral. I still haven't seen Spiral ever, which he did before Hatchet. I think you said you've seen it before. I did. But... I, I saw it, but I don't. I don't it, really remember. I watched it one time, and you yeah. can't find it now. So oh, shit. Yeah. The only thing when I try to search for it, I know he sells it at conventions, and he does a lot of conventions. And if you ever go to one, I'd recommend talking to him because he fucking signs for free, which nobody does, and he always has tons of shit for sale. Yeah, he always like has all his DVDs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but he always has all his DVDs and Blu-rays, and I know Spiral is always always there. I just haven't purchased it yet. Uh, but Hatchet's when I first heard of Adam Green, and it was through websites. Like, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago. But back in the day, like you would read these like on Rumored or Bloody Disgusting or whatever, they would have like these like one paragraph. Yeah. Fucking Fearnet.com. Well, Fearnet eventually will get to that because he was a part of Fearnet at one point. Uh, but that's where I saw Hatchet at first, just people talking about, like, there's this new slasher. And you kind of roll your eyes when people say that because you're like, come on, dude. There hasn't been a new slasher. There hasn't been a new Jason Voorhees or whatever. Not one that's uh, as iconic as Victor no, Crowley. No, and, and people always try to – every time there's a new movie, they try to claim, like, there's this new icon out. And when Hatchet was getting hyped up, you had Behind the Mask coming at the same time. So you had these two things coming out around the same time, both saying, like, a new uh, a new icon is born, essentially. And both of them, I was like, oh, bullshit. And I was wrong about both because both are fucking fantastic. But we'll talk about Leslie Vernon some other time. Yeah, for different reasons. And they're completely different kind of films. Completely different. And I love that because it's they're like both slasher different. films. Yeah. They're completely different kind of fucking movies. Yeah. And, then and one, they're both great. And that's what's brilliant about it because if they were the same style, because it's both, it, it's fan service both ways. You can tell both these movies are made by fans of the genre, but they went different routes with it. And I think if they were identical, if we just got two Hatchets or two Leslie Vernons, it would have took away from both of them. Yeah, you would, it, like, the it would not be memorable. Movie. Yeah, because that happens all the time in Hollywood. There's like two of the same fucking movie come out. Even like Repo the Genetic Opera and Repo Man. Like, yeah, it's like the same movies. <laughs> just one's not a fucking musical, and one's the Hollywood version of this fucking same story. Uh, but Hatchet, did you see it in the movies, or did you? Like, I wait, were you a DVD I, guy I, on that I, one? I, I rented it. Well, it wasn't really in the theater. It was a small release. It, it was yeah. a very, very at small least not locally release. around us. Yeah. Um, I did see that one when it came out on, on uh, DVD because I was working at the video store then. And it was one of those things I was like, oh, Same. it's a horror film. I'll just rent it. I didn't know anything yep. about it. I read a few things, probably, you know. And the cover doesn't necessarily like sell you on it. The cover is <laughs> no, literally just, just a, a hatchet. hatchet with it's blood a hatchet. on it. Yeah. Uh, Which was that, that perfect for the time. You had, like, hostile with the, yeah, the image. That was right. kind of a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, Saul had that, the that was kind of a thing. But, um, yeah, watching watching that movie, I mean, and you know, this movie is arguably, like I said, his most popular one, his pop, his most popular series, and what he's known yeah, for. Yeah, definitely. But he had a lot of when he was making the film, he got you know like Kane Hodder yeah. to play Victor Crowley, the main killer, and this was after you know Kane Hodder had been released from the Friday the Thirteenth series. He's not going to be in it anymore. And I think felt, that helped actually hype this up because he was not happy about not meeting Jason Voorhees anymore. Happy. Yeah. And so then you give him another character yep. to be like, oh, fuck, I'm totally behind this. Before I even you know what the hell's going on, Kate yeah. Hodder's a new slasher, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Adam Green talks about when he when he 
met Kane Hodder and pitched it to him, and Kane was just all about it when he pitched it to him. But one of the funny stories he always tells is like he wanted to take his shit to sign, have him sign, and they were like, "You can't, you can't do that in a business meeting. You can't, you can't ask yeah. Kane to, to sign your Friday the Thirteenth poster while you're doing this." Um, I would have done it. Bring him tequila. He'll love you. <laughs> but uh, so uh, the, the movie, the, the movie Hatchet, um, it starts off with uh, the two men on the boat. Yeah, Robert England. Robert England, and uh, I, I can't even remember the other guy. Not as important as Robert England. It's Robert England, a guy that's playing his son fishing together in a swamp, which I guess people do. I would have never thought that as someone that lives in Louisville, Kentucky. Gator hunting. Is that what they were doing? I can't remember. Gator hunting? I thought they were gator hunting. Yeah, and of course, this doesn't make sense. The whole thing doesn't make sense, but it doesn't matter because you're already invested in these characters. You see Robert England on the fucking big screen again. You're like, oh shit, I'm in a slasher movie with a slasher with another slasher. Yeah, and it's one of those times, so for me, uh, at that time, so if I did that now, if I've never seen Hatchet and I just watched it now, that may turn me off a little bit because it's such a trend in indie films now to hire whoever will work, whatever icon will work for a case of beer or a couple grand for a day to put them in your movie for 10 seconds and then use that to sell your film and then not do anything else, which Adam Green doesn't do that. He still makes like good movies and gives all these horror icons a fucking job. He does what Rob Zombie tries to do. Yeah. Well, that's, well, I was going to get into that. It's like it's like the two of them are coming up at the exact time. They're part of the splat pack that happened at that time. Yep. And it was them, Eli Roth. I forget who else. I mean, I think it was uh, Aja. So yeah, they were like, I remember that, like the article in either one of my, I think it was either Rue Morgue. Or, I don't think Horror Hound was around at the time, was it? I don't 2006? know. 2006? Yeah, because the first Horror Hound convention, I believe, is 2007. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a magazine. But yeah, it was the Splat Pack. And those two, which like Rob Zombie and you have Adam Green. And it's like, well, they're both kind of doing the same thing, but Different. one is more my style. Yeah, and one's doing it way more from like a fan perspective that's trying to create something, whereas another's just like, I like these products. I'm just going to add cuss words and boobies. I like both those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob Zombie fans. Uh, I'll quit. I'll fucking stop for once. All right. So, so, so very, very early on. Uh, so, so Robert England's killed. So it's. Do we need to go through the synopsis well, yeah. of the Hatchet films? Yeah, though? we don't have to go through the synopsis. We don't. We don't. We, we don't, don't have to go through it. But I just wanted to get to something. So family. It's all about family. This is a family film. <laughs> this is this is this is the part where where they they I think they they could have had it because they didn't show Victor Crowley killing killing uh, um, uh, Robert England, which would have been Jason killing Freddy. Yeah, it was kind of a... It was, it was implied, but uh, <laughs> Kane, Hodder, Kane Hodder talks about it, and he talks about how they weren't really on the... They didn't really film that together, but, you know, Robert England ever even told him, like, hey, this is you. You should do this. You should keep doing this. This is going to be great for your career. And it turns out it was. It was fantastic for his career. And that one was cool because it, it opens... Every every Hatchet movie opens with, like, the brutal kill or, you know, at the very beginning. But I like how it jumps into kind of like Manson. Hustle that we talked about. Yeah. But it, it instantly jumps into like this party, like Mardi Gras thing, you know, and you have these friends that like one obviously doesn't want to be a part of this shit. Everyone else is, come on, motherfucker, let's go. And Adam Green's there and he's and, drunk. And Adam Green, yeah, always appears like in his movies. He's throwing up. And most of them. He's just drunk that's throwing up. And they keep that story going with him as it progresses. I know. Like, each movie, <laughs> which is fucking brilliant. Like, I fucking love that little touch. It's like, then he's in jail. <laughs> he's drunk I was going to say about that. He's, he's in jail. In a couple of his movies, I, I really hope that Adam Green elaborates that on that on that one day. Just like give me like a thirty minute short film about that dude's fucking day. Well, everybody's fucking getting doing. fucking murdered. This dude's on yeah. Bourbon Street like titties and gets arrested. 
I, yeah. I had a friend like that. He just woke up in a hotel after two days. He was like, yeah, this is how I was, well, where I was at. It was, like, it was like a hatchet movie. He's a part of the friend group at first. Like, yeah. that first scene, he's standing there with the friends, and he's just the one and the other guy that just don't fucking go with them. Yeah. You know, well, that, Joel it. David Moore is is, is, the, is the, the main guy. You always get mixed up with John Hedder. <laughs> I always think he's fucking Napoleon Dynamite. He does. He has that look. He has the, it's, it's the jawline. It's, Grandma, it's the look in the eye. Most people know him from Grandma's Matrix Boy. Guy like, from fucking, Grandma's how can they see me? Yeah, he's uh, perfect in that. But, uh, you know, the, the story's pretty much he's he's been dumped and his friends are down during Mardi Gras and they're going to they're gonna go have fun. But he doesn't want to have fun, so he convinces um, his friend to go on this haunted swamp tour. And that's where you meet Perry. That's a good friend. Yeah, that's where you meet Perry Shin. Yeah, Perry Shin. The unkillable. He, yeah, he's, he's the only consistent human in he, all of these fucking Yeah, movies. he's consistent in it. So essentially, like, you, you actually introduced Tony Todd, too. So Reverend Zabi, yeah. who has just a small part oh, in this. No. Essentially, you have a guy that runs, like, a boat tour, a swamp thing. Uh, they're trying to get in because they don't want to be a part of Mardi Gras. The friend's all sad. He's like, I just want to go on this boat tour. Tony Todd sells it like, you don't want to go there. Somebody slipped and died. I can't do it anymore, which is really a setup for Perry Shan's character to take him out on his haunted boat tour. And that's when you get like your main group, which you have this old couple that's going on his tour. You have a porn director and his two girls. You have Perry Shan, who ends up being in yeah, all Mercedes three. McNabb from like an Adam's Family Values. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> that was a weird one. And then you have Mary Beth, who's introduced, who's like just ends up being like the badass of the franchise. But... And then from there, you just get your basic fucking formula of every horror movie or every slasher, which it doesn't matter. People want so much out of these films. I'm like, just give me characters and then kill them. And just make me care about a few so yeah. I can, in my brain the, go like, I hope that person Feldman doesn't die. was the original Macbeth, uh, Mary Beth or whatever? Yeah, so she's uh, she's a spoiler. She survives. So pretty much everybody gets fucking annihilated one by one. Uh, I, have the first, to, I have to uh, add this too about Perry Shen. He's got two fan bases because it's people that know him from Hatchet and, and General, then General Hospital. Hospital. General Hospital. So, yeah. so could you imagine just being got... him like at a table at a convention? Like, say he's at a he's at a soap opera convention. There's gonna be one person that you know is gonna come up and be like, "Sign my Hatchet." Sign my he's just hatchet covered in blood with a hatchet, yeah. <laughs> or vice with versa, a tag on it. or vice versa. So, anyways, anyways, go go go. Ahead. No, but carry we, on. We forgot to mention uh, the kid that played Bud in the Huxtable or the uh, the uh, Cosby Show was uh, his his. Uh, Joel David Moore's friend. That's yeah, his sidekick. He's, he's yeah. a supportive friend. Yeah. He's, he's there like, for his friend. I know he was the dude from like not another teen movie. But. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but Dave's going way back because he's yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. no, I mean, but, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, the, the movie progresses. Well, insanity ensues, and the kills in this movie. That's what was, yeah. So that's what's brilliant about it. It's like instantly, like the old couple. So the guy gets off the boat, gets bit like by a fucking gator. Or whatever. He gets bit by a gator when they yeah. get off the boat because the boat yeah. is sinking at yeah. this point. Yeah. And they're like, we got to get out of here. And they go the fucking wrong way. And it's like the annihilation of this old couple really sets the tone for it. Because there's one point where one of them, I think it's is it the later guy that's on their knees while he's taking this hatchet and just fucking that chopping was, them. That was the guy. Like, the guy, uh, like, the husband. Diagonally. like those. So it's like going from like the shoulder down through the torso. And it's like the most brutal fucking thing. Yeah. And practical effects. Which yeah. we all... That's what is really good about these films is they push the practical effects. They push. That That was the big selling point is like, was it the tagline's old school American yeah. horror or whatever? Yeah. yeah. That's what grabbed all of us. Yeah. Oh, 
man, I lost my shit when that lady was running away, and he just grabs her by the back of the head yeah. and rips oh, her he fucking that head. Fucking right, and it's like a 360 shot, or like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's beautifully done. It's amazing, and when you realize, like, holy shit, this is a practical effect. Like, they and, did this on and for, set. And for someone like me, that I'm a fan of, like, all those over-the-top Japanese horror movies, like, you know, Tokyo Gore Police and shit. It remind, the gore in this reminds me a lot of that. It's so fucking over-the-top. Yeah. Like, everybody just shoots all this shit out of them. It's like being at a gore concert. Yeah, it's, 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 it's great. He's a huge gore, gore fan, obviously. We find and, that out yeah. later. I, th- I didn't know that at the time, but I was like, this is like a gore movie. This is like a gore, it's like Alice in Wonderland. And the Manson song of this one fits, as much as I don't like Manson. I was going to say, that's what I meant. Like, we go right into a Manson song right after the first like, kill. <laughs> this is the new shit, and they're doing the new slash. I was like, oh, that, that's fucking fitting. I don't know how much you had to pay to get that fucking song. We should probably but... tell about who Victor Crowley is, because Victor Crowley was... Well, it well, Perry Shin tells us the story on the boat, and it's not really accurate. But well, cares? <laughs> one other thing we got to mention is a guy that uh, when they first get on the boat, there's a guy drinking his own piss. Uh, so Perry Shen makes a joke about it. John Carl Beekler. This guy's yelling. He's like, "Don't go in the swamp because you've got to have that guy in every single one." And Perry Shen makes a joke. Don't listen to that guy. He drinks his own piss, and you're thinking like, "Oh, he's a con artist. He's just trying to go <laughs> shut the fuck up." And the next shot is this dude. Drinking his own piss. He's got like which a medical which is that comes back in that the second back, movie. Which yeah. is a brilliant, another running like kind of gag with it yeah, all. I believe John Carl Beekler did the effects for the first film. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. The effects are fucking batshit crazy, man. And for yeah. me, like I was just fanboying over like every little kill at that time. Yeah, you're teaming up John Carl Beekler with Kane Hodder again from part seven of Friday yeah. the 13th. It's like, it's perfect. I'm a nerd. Let's do this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so good. And uh, I just got to mention Belt Sanders. Because oh my God. Man, the reoccurring, he, he, that's the reoccurring. His kill weapon is a belt sander. Yeah, and I think yeah, every guy yeah. action figure better come with. You a know, belt I've sander. used a belt. I used a belt sander when I was redoing <laughs> I know the my floor. Is it, I was using, the belt sander. I was using a belt sander when I was re- redoing my floor in the basement. Yeah. And you know what? That shit broke after like 20 minutes. Victor yeah. Crowley needs to sell his own belt sander. Well, Victor Crowley <laughs> knows what's up. And uh, he knows how to use a belt. He has a high grit. And it's a gasoline one. They actually made that prop yeah. for the movie because they didn't exist. And then the origin, the origin story, which we were getting at there, is, okay. is essentially like the, the first one makes it quick, uh, and they they kind of build upon that in part two, where they tell you like this weird like six minute fucking version of it. But essentially, Kane Hodder had this son, Victor Crowley, and he was like disfigured and shit. Think Pumpkinhead. If you've never seen this and you've seen Pumpkinhead, think of the kid from Pumpkinhead. Very similar kind of backstory. These bullies show up. They're constantly, like, throwing shit at him. Eventually, they throw, like, fireworks into the house. The house starts burning. Kane Hodder tries to save him by beating the door down to get in the house. The hatchet hits the kid in the face. Kid's dead. Kid haunts the woods forever. Haunts the woods forever, <laughs> yelling for his daddy. Quit, quit being assholes. Like, all these horror movies are from you people being fucking assholes. Quit picking on kids. There wouldn't be as many slashes. Jason yeah. Voorhees wouldn't fucking be here. Victor Crowley wouldn't be here. The kid well, from fucking Prom Night wouldn't be here. Freddy Krueger would because he's just a pedophile. I'm sorry. Well, the introduction him of him into the, into the movie is up. very Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very Pumpkinhead. Coming to the little store. Yeah. I'm going to leave my kid in the truck with all the bullies so they can really yeah. get to him. It's like, uh, good job. You're fucking making this whole movie going to happen. Yeah, but that's like shitty hillbilly parenting. That's shit that you would see. <laughs> he seemed like a good dad. And Kane Hodder really enjoyed the whole experience of playing somebody who was normal. Yeah, and he really got to, I mean, like I said, they did like a six-minute origin story. They retell it in part two. Yeah, as the story progresses, yeah, they, 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 they elaborated on it more and more. But, uh, yeah, Kane Hodder, I, you know, from everything I've read, he really loved the role because he got to make it his. And if he was like, no, I want him to do this, 
this yeah. is how this is how Victor Crowley would act, and Adam Green would just let him do his thing. Yeah, you gotta think of where Adam Green was at that time of his career. Then you got Kane Hodder going, like, I'm gonna do this. He's probably like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude, do it. Show me what you're gonna do. Yeah, I will learn from this and build upon it, which <laughs> it, they did. So, so, so Hatchet just progresses. Lots of murder. Um, if you haven't seen it. You should definitely watch it. If you uh, haven't seen it, I, I can't imagine. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, well, here's, Don't fucking here's watch the thing. Here's it. The... So, so essentially with this movie, I mean, everybody gets picked off like every other slasher film that you'll ever see in your whole life. And then we get down to like Mary Beth and fucking, what's his name again? Victor Crowley. No, not Victor Crowley. <laughs> motherfucker. Joel David Moore. Joel David Joel Moore. Moore. Right. I, I always want to call him John Hedder. I'm fucking sorry, Joel David Moore. You should just call him John Hedder. Yeah. Discount John Hedder. And like, so, so essentially, I forgot even how they fucking kill Victor Crowley in this one. They don't. They just get away. They no, get the they, fucking... they, they, they get away. They and they're on the boat. They're, they're on, on the, the boat. boat. And it's 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 the it's the well, it ends with the it's Friday. The carry ending. Yeah. Or the yeah. Friday thirteenth Friday 13th part ending. one ending. Yeah, there's so many of these kind of shock endings which I love. Well, I like this one because, you know, they she's reaching up for his hand and it ends up being like his body's fucking ripped off from it. And it's like, ah, and then there's Victor Crowley. And that's how it ends. It's just like fucking he jumps out at you and that's the end of the movie and you're like, Oh fuck, well that was Part two starts right there. I love that about this series. But it's changed. What's different? Daniel Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris. (laughs) Which, fun fact, Daniel Harris originally auditioned for for Mary Beth, and she didn't get it. (laughs) Because Adam Green wanted somebody different, somebody he was... He said he was, you know, it was intimidating or something, something yeah. along those lines. I think he had to apologize to Daniel Harris. <laughs> he did first. because the girl that played Mary Beth in the first one didn't want to come back. She's like, "Nah, I'm good." Well, what's yeah. she doing now? Exactly. <laughs> Not Hatchet. Not Hatchet. She I was mean, actually that, a really good. She was one of my favorite characters and actors in the first film. I thought she did She's great. Very likable. Well, yeah. It's nice to see a fresh face in the horror genre. I definitely feel like the group of people as we progress gets better. Uh, the ones surrounding Mary Beth's character, essentially, because I didn't really, I didn't really care about the sad guy storyline. He just seemed like kind of a crybaby dick. To what me. the porno producer guy who's trying to get the girls, the girls on wild, yeah. fucking part of the and first that, film. That actor's fabulous, by the Joel way. Joel Murray he, yeah. is that his name? Because he Joel did Murray. God Bless America and that yeah. fucking movie, Bobcat's movie, is fucking amazing. Should yeah. watch that. We'll do. A, we should do an episode about Bobcat and just talk about depression for yeah. fucking two hours. Daniel Harris jumps in. Well, and Daniel Harris she shows acts up. the entire movie with her uh, right eyebrow, I believe. Yeah. It's also that her like, <laughs> in a, like her first. I love you, Daniel Harris, but goddamn. Oh, she loves that people's eyebrow. Oh. Big, big Rocky Maivia fan. Oh yeah. Uh, the first thing she has to do is like piss guy from the first one. <laughs> Carl Beekler. And it comes back. It yeah. comes back to her. He's like, exact same drink clothes. this. Drink this. Yeah, so she, you know, she gets and in with the him. the audience are like, no, uh, no, because she keeps it in between her mouth and just like, no, 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 okay. No, 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 no. He, he ends up being as creepy as he looks. He does, and he dies a very brutal death because intestines in movies, I don't know if they're really as long as movies make them out or as strong. I don't Maybe think they are. I, I, it's I don't a think story they can wrap around that Circumference of the Earth or some bullshit. Come on, oh, I don't yeah. know. They're, 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 they might make. The there's text. a lot. There's a lot in there. Steve. Yeah. Um. But uh, he gets fucking that, that guy, well, well, that guy. He's, we just went sci-fi. He, he was the one that was initially like, you know, don't, don't go in there. And then once he figures out, because he saves her, brings her back to to his cabin. He wants the sex. He, well, no, he figures out what was going on. She's like Victor Crowley. He's like, oh, you gotta go. You gotta get the fuck uh, out. Well, he, yeah, he learns her last name. He's like, I wanted to have sex with Halloween Four Girl, but now yeah. I need to get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so yeah. he kicks her out, and then. Fucking Victor Crowley kicks down his door and he's like, I told her to leave. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times in your life, you know, you have a girl over and you're like, what was your name? And you're like, fuck, I can't have you here. <laughs> Too many times. Never. 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 That's never happened? Not, Shit. No. 
No, not yet. Uh, what's your Sturgeon? last name? Oh, God, you got to go. Uh, you got to go. You got to go. I know that guy. I'm related. <laughs> He's going to cut right in my fucking front door and get me. You got to leave. <laughs> this one, this one uh, Tony Todd has a bigger role in. Well, yeah, so this is like really focused on Reverend Zombie. This is Tony Todd's movie in a way. It is. It's before like the Mary Beth character really fully takes over the franchise. Because when she gets back into town, they get this idea. Instead of calling the police, we're going to gather a bunch of hunters. And Tony Todd's going to pay them to go on this like expedition to go kill Victor Crowley, essentially. And he's doing it because he's a selfish like bastard, essentially. Right. Right? He, he knows these people are fucked. He knows everyone's going to fucking die, but he cares about his business booming. I love his little yeah. showpiece. He shows up and he goes, yeah. like, they're all like, dude, come on, man. Put the matches away. We're gonna we're gonna go do this from how was like yeah. five thousand dollars a head or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, and then, and then like the hunters, which Lloyd Kaufman doesn't end up going with them, but Lloyd Kaufman's a part of this giant meeting. Yeah, it's a who's uh, who. R A, who's like from Leatherface Three. He's Leatherface Three. Right, yeah. yeah. So Tom I mean, Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. who plays her uncle, uh, Mary Beth or Daniel Harris's yeah. uncle in this movie. This is really starting. AJ Bowen, like, I believe. AJ Harry Bowen's Shen. there. Harry, and then, Harry Shen, and then it, who had previously died, so but Perry, is now back. Yeah, this so, is his brother. So the best like running joke in this, Perry Shen, who's like the, the, the host on the boat, or whatever you want to call it, the tour guide in the first one, gets killed pretty much midway through the first one, just reappears in this one. He's like, yeah, that was my twin brother. And it's funny because they do mention that in the first one. It's not like they're just like throwing shit at a wall here. He mentions in the first one that I'm taking this route from my brother today. This is only my second time doing it. Yeah. So it's like they had all this shit set up for the long game. So that's cool because a lot of movies it's just like you make shit up it's almost like pro wrestling like Monday Night Raw does every week they're just like well that didn't fucking work let's just go do this this I appreciate this that is... Adam had it figured out if it was going to work because he's a fan he knows like yeah. and he's probably sat in his basement jerking off the fucking horror hound going if I make movies I'm going to make three of them yeah exactly maybe four maybe four <laughs> maybe four if I'm successful we would do that hopefully I could get the seven or eight yeah because right. you want to have that franchise who doesn't uh, and it's, it's cool because like none of these hunters t- take this shit seriously they're going back to the swamp daniel harris is freaking the fuck out she's like i just watched everything that fucking happened why are we doing this in less than less than 24 hours yeah less than 24 hours adam green is in jail in this and he's in jail yeah Yeah. he's been arrested he's been arrested we're done with adam green at this point he's making a lot of mistakes in his life at mardi gras we don't know what all he did besides being drunk in public but (laughs) maybe there's more to it maybe there's more to it and you can make a short film about it it's mardi gras anything can happen yeah um, so this one progresses that they're they're hunting, they're trying to find, they're trying to find, and they're trying to get this reward that Tony Todd's Reverend Zombie's offering them, and so we go on this like weird boat ride where we kind of get your introduction to all the characters, different personalities and stuff. AJ Bowen's just trying to bang his ex. That's with yeah, him. he's trying not to. Wink, trying wink. not to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't think of that the one character, the black dude, the big dude who I loved in that movie. He's fucking great. I can't think of the actor's name. But he walks up to Tony Todd's character on the boat, and he's like, voodoo. Oh, I love that spooky. scene. It's Colton it's such Dunn. a good scene. That, Colton yeah, that, Dunn is amazing. That dude's fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's dude. on. He's actually on, like, an NBC show now, really? Superstore. He's one of the few, like, in a horror movie, in horror history, like, slashers that I've been like, I don't want that guy to die. No. Like, I'm going to be genuinely upset when that dude fucking but dies. knowing how these movies go. Oh, he, yeah, His he death is, is glorious. You knew he was fucked. Yeah, and he, yeah, he gets like a the saw, right? It's it's him. Yeah. It's the long chainsaw, and it goes through him. And what's his the face? quiet like, fella? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's I think a, it's Tim Sullivan, isn't it? Tim Sullivan is it? a part of like Adam Green. Yeah, it might friends be. and directors. He brings I in so many of his like friends in these movies, dude. It's ridiculous. But they get like a giant saw shoved under the legs and lifted up. Yeah, 
that's probably the best kill in that movie. I love it. And then they they only I think they do take one of the kills from the first film and put it back in this film. But for the most part, it's I think it's the uh, what is it the band saw again? He brings yeah. up the. And he, oh, he definitely he definitely he definitely uses uh, the uh, the. Uh, Sander. The sander, that's it, yeah. That, that, that's that's his thing. He, just, he carries a whole table saw with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's, and we find out, I mean, really, we don't have to go word for word over this movie because you guys get it. You've probably seen Hatchet. If you haven't, like I said, just fucking go watch them. Uh, but, yeah, it, it just progresses. we're going to ruin it. You find out that Uncle Tom Holland, you know, killed, was part of the group that killed Victor Crowley when he was young. And the, the whole thing is, is if he's killed, and this is what Tony Todd was up to the whole time, and why he wanted Mary Beth to come back to the woods and bring her uncle, was that if Tom Holland is killed by Victor Crowley, then that ends the curse. That's yeah, the curse. Is he's the, the line. He's the last one surviving it. So we get this big scene where Tony Todd pretty much lets Tom Holland get fucking killed. Yeah, he locks him and Arthur yeah, Layoff. Yeah. And was, is Derek Mears is not in this one, is he? <laughs> No, no, that's the next one. Yeah, he shows up. But R.A. Uh, Kane Hodder told a told a fun story about that. Their fight is brutal. During their yeah, full, yeah. during their fight, he tore his he tore his uh, he tore his uh, muscles in his arm. His bicep. He or tore like, his bicep. Holy while, shit! During during that scene, but they just you know kept going. And well, that's, yeah, he's a badass. And R.A. dies in a. That's probably that might be my favorite kill. Where he, his head just literally gets split right down the middle. Not a decapitation. His head is split yeah. right down the fucking middle. Adam, kind of slides. Adam Green said he wanted to do what he didn't get to see in American History X. Okay. He'd never heard of a curb sound before until that film. Oh, so when yeah. he made that oh, scene, yeah, he wanted it to be what he didn't get to see slides. in American History X. He it's, got the ultimate curb stomp on a table. It's so fucking brutal. It's br- and the, it, the special effect is beautiful how yeah, his head spins. Just the slide. And he has that. Uh, there's a scene. Oh, it's uh, the movie we're going to get to later, uh, Digging Up Tomorrow. When he's he has Ari's head in the background. And oh, I must have missed, totally missed that. Yeah, he's but so if you look at his shelf, you can see like the half of his head yeah. there. Um, a lot of these movies do 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 sort of uh, overlap. He, he kills like every well, it's like horror his universe. Icon. Yeah, and then he kills. And then well, anyway. Well, the shirt that Joel's wearing in the first film is in all of his movies. All the movies, he's yeah. The, the shirt itself, or the the, the smiley faces in the background on a, in, you know like yeah. a digging up the marrow. It's all in there. It it's makes great. a return in part three for obvious reasons. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, like perfect timing though, because Tom Holland gets fucking murdered, and then Daniel Harris is like, "That's not my real uncle. My real uncle died of leukemia. I call him my uncle." And then soon as like it's like pro wrestling again, perfect timing. Victor Crowley just appears like that. Like it's like, "Oh, that's my spot. Hit my music. I'm coming out. Like, coming out. I'm just a sexy boy." But <laughs> Victor Crowley comes out and beats the living fuck out of Tony Todd. He skins him. He rips him out of his own fucking skin. Yeah, it's the skin. most comic book cartoon shit I've ever seen. It's gross. It's Predator Part fuck. 2. It's, it's like, awesome. Oh, it's yeah. like Predator and Hellraiser together for Tony Todd's death. That's a great death. And it's one of those, like, I was at, so, oh yeah, just going back a little bit. I went to the movies to see this one. So when it was released, it was Wow, because that, like, listed yeah. lasted a week so, yeah. in the theater. It was a limited release. There's a whole story behind New, this thing. Newport, Kentucky had it. Like, that theater is on Newport on the levee. So it's like... If you're in Louisville, Cincinnati, it's almost a two-hour drive. But I was like, I want to fucking see this movie. And when fucking Reverend Zombie gets killed, everybody went fucking nuts for that. Like, that was the scene that, like, really the audience, like, popped for. Yeah. And I was super stoked that I got to see it in the movies because it was pulled. There was that bullshit with AMC. I don't know exactly what happened. Dark Sky, who took over the distributing rights, tried to get it the widest uh, release that they could for an uncut film. It never happened since Dawn of the Dead. 
that's fucking crazy. Yep. And they couldn't, and everything just fell apart. They couldn't get a Canadian release. They couldn't get it released in other places. Yep. And then the U.S. market let, let it last for a week and just pulled it, regardless of how well it was yep. done or not. And it was Adam Green took it personally because he had something to do with the MPAA. He had to go to war with them. And he was like, "I'm not cutting my movie." They're mm-hmm. like, "Well, then you know we're going to put restrictions on it." And it's like, and he's always felt like a marked man ever since that. Yeah, I remember an interview with him where he talks about how like these Hollywood movies can put in the most like brutal, gory, awful shit, and the MPAA is like, "Okay, that's you know rated R," but he's like, "You do like a decapitation in an indie film, and it's NC-17." Right. Even, and it's kind of it's when like it's a double standard. So over the top. I mean, you can get yeah. you can get away with like real life violence, and I hate to go back to Hannibal, but like no. look Holy at fucking Hannibal fuck. on TV. Yeah. Right. And look what they get away with, but what Adam Green can get get, get away with. I mean, it was in the, like it was in the theater standard. for one weekend, like yeah. less than a weekend. And yeah. it's so over the top, you can't put any kind of emotional value to it. Like, oh, this really hurt me. I'm like, no, it's I'm cartoony. ripping people's heads in half, and it's like pretty much, almost like bunny music in the background. Yeah. What are you talking about? Show me where you were hurt by Adult Sander. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do like what a lot of horror movies do. He doesn't do like a lot of like unnecessary violence against women and shit like that. There's no there's none of those awkward scenes like that. Right. I mean, women get killed, but there's nothing like that's you know what other horror films do or like absolutely. And there's like big Hollywood movies that do this shit, and they're like, ah, that's that's rated R. But this one has a guy getting his head cut off or. You know, his head kicked across the table. That's that's bad. I've seen Schwarzenegger movies more violent than most films out there. Right. Look at the last ten minutes of Commando. Yeah, but right. it's o- it's okay because it's a high budget Hollywood. It's film. an action film yeah. for the army and, people. And I think that was his argument with it too. That pisses him off so much is that you can name probably a hundred movies that came out in that five years of Hatchet that are just as violent, if not worse. And that have like way more like realistic scenes. Look at all these war movies and shit that come out where people are getting bullets straight through their fucking head. Yeah, and I that, think that's what he was trying to do. He was equating his movie to like a, something that was way more yeah. serious and actually. Saving Private Ryan was way more gory than. Yeah, right. the fucking morning news is more gory most of the time. They're always showing me fucking car pileups and shit and giving me warnings like this is gonna be graphic and it's like boom corpse. Like yeah. oh thanks guys. Yeah. And it's happened but, to other directors down the line and he's he feels like he's part of that crew now. He's like I feel like uh, every time I make a movie they're like oh. They're it's a Wes Craven boy. We gotta watch this guy. It's like, really? They're gonna cut my film. Yeah, that's what they do all yeah. the time. They cut it up, and then you get the producers' cuts and the directors' cuts. Luckily, that hasn't happened yet. We still get the real. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to have like getting, a legendary. We're getting, we're getting the unrated cuts. If you buy, stuck to his guns. Yeah. If yeah. you if you buy the DVDs, which you can go to his website, this is rscope.com, and yeah. you can get the actual uncut DVDs if you can't find them somewhere. But just buy them from him because every time yeah. you buy from his website, yeah. he gets the money. And he signs them and for it, you. Yeah, yeah, and he'll sign them for you, but. The only way, like I know on Amazon, it does say that they're. It says that they're unrated, but they're not. They're yeah. not the actual unrated versions. They are dumbed down from. They oh are censored, wow. They are censored a bit from what you'll see on the DVD. But anyway, speaking of blood, at the end of this movie, old Danielle oh, Harris oh my shows God, up covered did. in blood. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she fucking goes batty at the end there. She, she really fucks him up. She's just. It's just the sound of punching mush. Ugh. It's like what you want to see in slasher films when they get to the final person. You're like, that dude's fucking dead. It yeah. sounds like she's punching a bowl of mayonnaise. Right. Well, she it's... annihilates him and then walks away. Yeah, no, she and blows she, his and head off, too, and, and then oh, takes yeah. his fucking scalp. Yeah. Yeah, and then she walks back to town, and that's where... That's where the that actually, one... the movie ends. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it ends there, and then the next one, she gets back to town and goes straight to the fucking police. It starts right yeah. as the yeah. last film ended. Yeah. yeah. I love that still 
Adam Green's in jail again. Yep, Adam's in jail. And, and Different director, love, by the way. And I, what I love about part three, yes. though, is... Who was, the, who was the DP on the first two films. Yep. Um, actually, the first film. And then, like, I think he took over the reins in the second... Or, or maybe it's this one. So Adam Green directed one and two, and yeah. this one is that DP of the first two films. And you can tell stylistically it's a different, yeah. totally different film. And I like that they kind of followed up with, like, okay, fuck it, this time I'm going to the cops. Yeah. And she totally looks like Evil Dead Ash. I mean, even the shirt color, the pants, covered in fucking blood. She has the shotgun. Looking like a badass. <laughs> Walks into the police precinct, which is Zach, like, Gilligan, Gallagher yeah, is the sheriff or whatever. Gremlins. Gilli- yeah, yeah. Gremlin. Oh, Gremlin Zach is there. And they're instantly like, okay, she probably murdered people. Let's put her behind a fucking yeah. jail cell. Gulliger's wife is, 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 uh, is the deputy in there, too. Yeah. The, from the feast it. films, yeah. It, it's crazy how many people. This one really brings out like a fuck ton of people. Yeah, this is the one where Derek Mears is in it. Yeah. Yep, Derek Mears is in it. Keep in mind that in this one, uh, Perry Shin. <laughs> Perry Shin is somebody else because oh wait, we forgot to mention Perry Shin dies again. again. <laughs> Perry Shin dies again. You th- so in the part two, they kind of make you feel like he's oh, he's gonna survive this one. They're not gonna kill that motherfucker twice. They killed that motherfucker twice. They did, and they bring him back. They bring him back. He's like Victor Crowley. He's the Victor Crowley of the Victor Crowley movies. So so this th- this one's a little bit different because she's arrested and they're like... Oh. Okay, first there's the Guar theme song, guys. That's yeah, skipping over some of the best shit. So right. yeah, the, the best thing, yeah. So, Turn aside! That's one of my favorite things with their openings with these is that these three movies in a row that he opens with like kind of like this metal like in your face crazy imagery with music playing it's like his way of making music videos when music yeah, videos are dead and at this point he was doing Halston with Dave Brocky so that's great yeah. we'll, we'll get to that after we sum up the hatchet movies here but this this one's probably this is not my favorite but I love the cast in this one I, I love that they bring in Caroline Williams who's She's a fucking <laughs> She's such a fucking piece of shit. Aggressive, like, bitch the whole movie. I and wish they would have called her the Stretch. Best. Yeah. <laughs> She's played Stretch three times. I mean, do it four. I love that, like, nobody wants to go back to these fucking woods besides, like, the SWAT team and the paramedics that are already there, already all getting fucking annihilated. Yeah. Roach from People Under the Stairs. Yeah. Sean Whalen. Yeah, yeah, Sean Whalen's yeah. there, you know, yeah, examining bodies. They go, they go out, cast. Yeah, they go out there to be like, well, let's go check it out. And they're just like, oh, we found a piece of a dead body. Holy shit. And they're finding all these dead bodies. They're like, we need to get out of here. Yeah, and keep in mind, they're finding the dead bodies from the first two movies. So there's a lot of it's fucking a, dead so bodies. Many. They call him backup. This has been like a day and a half at this point. Yeah. Right. They call him backup. Backup gets wiped out. Yeah, and then, they, then Zach Galligan's like, well, let's go check it out. And then yeah. and then they're trying to leave, and then yeah. fucking uh, Derek Mears shows up. It's like, yeah. nobody's leaving. Nobody's well, yeah. leaving. And Daniel Harris, singing the blues. Mary Beth, is supposed to be stuck behind a jail cell, but Caroline Williams just shows up, and she's like, you got to let her out. We're going back to those woods. you got to go take responsibility, because you got to go. And then, like, the deputy hears, like, a call that everybody's getting killed, and he's like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I'd be like, fuck we'll you, Caroline Williams. Fuck you. No. And they, fuck have, you, they, they have to go because they have to go meet no. Sid Haig for this. And Sid Haig plays the most piece of shit person he's he, ever. He's put. fucking Captain Spaulding. He has he, like, he, what the fuck? He played a white man that's done a lot of black exploitation films in yes. his life because he was on point with that racist hillbilly oh in the woods gosh. character. I man. forgot about that until I rewatched it. I was like, holy shit, he's Captain Spaulding. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in this one, it's uh, a lot more guns. A lot um, more guns. A lot, a lot more um, uh, belt sander. Derek Mears playing a total dick when he's the nicest dude in yes. the whole fucking universe. We covered that in another episode. He is the sweetest motherfucker yeah, ever. Yeah, but he gets, he gets fucking annihilated in this one. Yeah, see, I thought it's he was... It's a great comeback. It's I a thought, great comeuppance. I thought he was going to get, the, like, a big fight like R.A. did. I thought it was going to be like that. No, nope, Derek Mears just gets fucked up. I wonder, if that, I wonder if that was Kane Hodder, like, no. That 
was originally written that we're going to have this big fight, and Kane's like, no. Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not Jason. Yeah. You're not Jason. I'm he just Jason. takes him out. But, cool uh, Jason on Jason. Well, much like the uh, the Rob Zombie films that Kane's a part of, he's the he's the, uh, he's the he's in charge of all the choreography, stunt choreography, and all that. So Kane got to kill Freddy Krueger, Candyman, and Jason Voorhees, yeah. and Leatherface. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think that's a whole thing. Yeah, you know? it is. That's like Triple H booking, going back to wrestling. That's like, <laughs> right. I'm going over, and motherfuckers. He, and then he kills <laughs> Jason, so technically he's like saying, I'm on yeah. top of that too, by the way. Yeah. This is the new guy. But he can't take out the little fucking clown girl from Halloween. <laughs> well. 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 At the end of this movie. He doesn't. She, she, was, she was toast. Spoiler. Hey, she's not. I know. I know. I've seen the last movie. I know. Spoiler: She's not toast, motherfuckers. <laughs> but you know that that at the end of this one, you're like, oh, she's dead because you know without going into everything. Oh, but we have to talk about without going into everything. She's dead. We, we have to talk about Perry Shin again because if you listen to us, we spoil everything. Yeah, because Perry Shin is with Zach Galligan and... Uh, he's a paramedic. Yeah, he's a... He, no, we, he, he shows wait. up as a paramedic. Yeah, he shows up as a paramedic, but he's, a, with, totally he's with Zach Galligan and... Uh, who was the other Sean character? Sean Oh, they, okay. Yeah. They, they were Matt all... Roach. Yeah, they were, they were in the... Uh, They're like in the second they, wave. That they, yeah, they were, they were in the paramedics. They make uh, a boat. joke when Perry Shan shows up because he's a completely different character, no relation to these other two characters. Uh, they make a joke and like as soon as he comes on scene because there's the body of Perry Shan there and they go, this guy looks like you and he's oh. like, you racist. <laughs> we all like, oh, we all look alike. Oh, all look alike. And he uses the exact same accent that he used in the very the, first film. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Back to the belt sander. So they're hiding. There's a belt sander. There, there is a belt sander. Yeah, yeah. He get he. Uh, Victor Crowley takes out a fucking door with it. Yeah, he does. He just tries to get into the boat. He goes through a whole the ambu- the, 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 the EMT the fucking ambulance wall. I don't own hardly any tools because I watch so many horror movies. Like every time I'm like, oh, don't need that in my house because I don't want that to happen to me. I'll get depressed and sand myself. Yeah, Fuck it. Yeah. I, I know me. But I really I enjoy me. I really enjoy that scene because he gets a hole through the wall and then. Uh, if somebody kills somebody, kill somebody. Somebody dies. He, 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 no, he, he, it was Zach. It was Zach Galligan yeah. there. Yeah, he kills Zach Galligan. Yeah, pulls him through the hole. Well, <laughs> pull, pulls an arm. No, wait, he pulls pulls somebody's arm off. Ah, shit, I don't remember. He fucking I love this. I love this so much. The best part about these hatchet movies too, for me, is the length of them. They're all like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, it's fast. You can watch the whole trilogy in the time it takes to watch fucking Lord of the Rings. I watched it on Saturday. Oh my god! Yeah, just they, on, on a Saturday, just fuck it. And then he gets like a really glorious death at the end of this. Victor Crowley. Well, does. this one he made this weird thing up that so Mary Beth's father's ashes. Yeah. If they're thrown on him, it causes even. No, it wasn't Mary Beth's father's ashes. It was, it was his father's. ashes. Oh, it's just yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah, that's Kane Hodder's. Sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah, yeah, so that, that, that's why they went to. Uh, um, oh, Sid Haig. Yeah, Sid Haig. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm not giving you these. Was he N word? Said yeah, bad. I was like, whoa. You get the the fathers. He doesn't do the hard one though. He does the yeah. the other version, the the Sid Hex version. version. He does the Superfly version. I was like, the okay. Superfly, yeah. <laughs> but they throw at the ashes on Victor Crowley, and this motherfucker just melts. Right. And it's the best because like while he's melting, then she grabs a fucking gun from like the fucking SWAT team gun, and then blows him the fuck up again. Yeah. Well, she's waiting for him to come back, and it kind yeah. of a little agonized. She's like, come on. Come on, motherfucker. Yeah. Come on, motherfucker. Let's it's like, do this shit. Just blow him to pieces, and it's like a little stump I'm left. Gonna, yeah. I'm <laughs> and there's like a really bad Christmas tree. Yeah. And she's, Bloody Christmas tree. She gets tree. impaled on, a, on a, a tree spike in this one, doesn't she? Before she gets to throw the ashes on him, she gets impaled on the tree spike. So it looks like it's game over for her, and then she throws the ashes, and then she fucking kills him, and then it looks like she's just going to lay there and die. 
and then Perry Shanna saved. Yeah, Perry Shanna saved. Perry Shanna finally, after three fucking movies, he lives, survives, and that's what like goes right into Victor Crowley. But this time, it's not all the same. Victor weekend. Crowley, you have to talk about that though. How it was made. That movie was made completely in secrecy. Yep. Nobody knew yeah. about it. Uh, Adam Green was doing. I think he showed the. Was showing the first Hatchet movie. It was like an anniversary or something. Yep, and then they premiered. And it. he's just like, "Oh yeah, I've got the surprise for you." And he showed the trailer for Victor Crowley. So all the actors. I think he actually showed Victor Crowley. Did he actually show them? I, I don't think. Know the, if I think had. the first show. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Crowley. what it was. It was the, they. They came yeah. for one thing, and he was like, uh, "Guess what? It's yeah, not. It's, this is the film." And I was always, I was surprised because I heard about it, and I was like, I didn't think that Kane Hodder would. He, I know it's weird. I didn't think that Kane Hodder was going to come back for this one, which is strange because Kane Hodder said that making part three was the hardest thing he'd ever done in film. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. You think that kind of statement older. from Kane Hodder. Think about that. Man's been on fire. Well, that's probably. Really? Yeah, but his body's probably starting to turn yeah. against him a little and bit. And then Victor Crowley. And I'm like, well, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and this movie was a surprise for a lot of people. And, you know, you add some new people in it. You have uh, Felissa Rose is in this one. Yeah, underused, I think. Tiffany Shepis. Um, yeah, so they went with, like, kind of the more... He's used so many icons. He went with more of the underground icons. Tiffany Shepis is in probably 200 fucking movies. You've seen her. You probably we know, know her. her name. We yeah. know her. But she's just like... She's a scream queen. Right. And she's she takes like, the the money in the Night of the Demons remake. She's small roles that we yeah. all know. She did like uh, one of those uh, Showtime, what was it like, uh, what was those Showtime shows called? I can't fucking remember. It was like one hour horror, Masters of Horror. She's yeah, in yeah. Nightmare Man. That's the one she's Yeah, I mean, we've seen her in other films, but the, the, the masses would know her. Very small roles. Very small roles. She just kind of pops up here and there. And who knows Felicia Rose besides us and the people who are listening yeah, to the podcast? Yeah, Sleepaway Camp fans. And you know, and this one is just so we don't get like the crazy opening in this one so you don't get like the metal music and all that shit in this one you get like a this couple this gross obnoxious snotty fucking couple gets murdered at the beginning and you get a Tyler Main cameo Tyler Main's in it yeah Tyler Main so you get to kill Michael Myers yeah there you go I know check him off the fucking list yeah Yeah, so he takes out he takes out Tyler Main and then he kills like this couple that just got engaged which is a super gross scene because when he proposes to her this girl just starts like snot and makeup starts running everywhere. <laughs> and she tries to kiss him and it's like the snottiest. Like, it's funny because like we're talking about people getting decapitated. And we're like, that's fine. But I'm like, oh, there's snot on her face. It's fucking gross. <laughs> it's so over the top. It's great. It's so over. Yeah, it's very trauma like, actually, just how over the top and gross it is. But then we go right into this talk show called like Windy something, which is obviously a shot at all the daytime television, like snobby ass shows with these women just going like, actually, girls, this is how shit works. And she has, she has Perry Shan come on there, yeah. and he's like, you know, he's promoting he's, his book. He's promoting his book, I, I Survivor, Survivor, which I mentioned in the last episode or two episodes ago. It's an actual book. They released a fucking book, which with, you can also buy. Which off you Adam can buy Green's off Adam Green's website, website or at your local bookstore. Plug that makes the these murders, these three movies, seem like a real thing. It's written out like it's like a documentary style piece, a bio thing or of Perry Shan's character, and will he survive? But now he's on his talk show to discuss it, and everyone's like, we think you murdered those people. That's the whole thing. We definitely think you murdered them. Yeah. Sounds like you're making that up. From there, that's when we get Felissa Rose's introduction. Yeah, she's, yeah. she is the uh, she is his uh, uh, she's PR agent. person. She's agent. PR agent. PR agent. And uh, so the, this one is about there's a group of people. They want to make a Victor Crowley movie. That's group A, yes. <laughs> that's I group A. It. And, they, and they, they, they're going to go meet Perry Shin. When at his book signing, 
the best part about it is the girl comes up. She's like, will you sign my tits? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. This guy just walks up. He's like, sign my dick. If he saw it in the movies or the unrated one. Yeah, he just fucking whips out his dick. He's like, sign my dick. Sign my dick, man. Uh, which probably really happened to Adam Green. I, I just feel like that's sure. probably something you really have. It's to just, him. it's just, it's just, it's just funny because he shows the, the drastic how how he how he reacted. The girl's like, "Sign my tits." He's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And then the guy was like, "Come on, man, won't you sign my dick? What do you you don't like yeah. gay people or something?" <laughs> like he makes he makes some he makes some reference like that, but then Felicia Rose comes over and just fucking shuts it down, like swats his dick away. Yeah, and then they they cancel the signing before the fanboys get to go up and ask him to be in their movie, and it was kind of a interesting thing with the signing because you had the sign my tits sign my dick but you also had the people that love him and the people that were like trying to crucify him, saying he's a murderer and shit there so i was like i'm like that's interesting because that's probably what would happen to somebody that, oh yeah that's probably like what an oj book signing looks like oh <laughs> lord not anymore i, I think that's what they were going with at that time uh but yeah so what happens is group a the filmmaking crew decides they want to go to the swamp because they want to get some footage for their trailer uh and then group b which is perry shan's group it's his ex, who's that talk show host, wants to take him back to the swamp and talk to him there. Felissa Rose talks him into it because she tells him he's going to get paid like a million dollars. million dollars, that's it. right. Would you go back for a million dollars? Total, okay. Total horse shit. So you're total introduced horseshit. to this I would have believed it. I totally yeah. believed it. And once again, this movie's like an hour and 13 minutes, so it moves like really fucking fast. They're instantly on a plane to go to the swamp. That's where you're introduced to Tiffany Sheepess's character. Felissa Rose is on the plane just pill-popping like a motherfucker, which is probably a little bit like real life. And oh, then, she's <laughs> such a sweetheart. I, mean, I love Liz. I, I just love making, her. I just like making jokes about fucking everybody. Uh then you we're had we're the, all trash. Yeah, the guy from the Practical and Jokers. Practical is Jokers in. is on yeah. there. Who is turns out to be like a big Adam Green fan. I guess they're buddies from all this shit now. And he's even he showed Victor Crowley on the Impractical Jokers cruise thing, which is kind of weird. I don't know if there's a lot of crossover there. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. <laughs> he's trying to expose them to new people. Probably just enough to show the movie. Yeah, but boat. Group A and Group B sort of collide because Group A plays a fucking ancient incantation over the fucking yeah. over their fucking phone so they're doing a swamp tour it's a bad idea and there's a guy that wants to be an actor but now he's just like a tour host and he's he's a great character i can't think of his name but he he looks like like the neighbor from married with children what the fuck is that dude which guy name? the guy the guy that's the swamp tour guy oh and that's that's uh david sheridan david that's sheridan. dewey that's dewey from scary movie is it really yeah same guy. Yeah, the, he and Felicia Rose are doing all kinds of like appearances together. Oh man, I hate his gimmick though. I hate how he goes around in that character, like Doofy or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever yeah, he's also in Wolf Cop, which I love that movie. Yeah, I just hate that he goes around doing that character all the time. I'm like, just fucking let it die, man. Just be yourself. But uh, Laura Ortiz, who is also in Holliston, yeah, he's in Holliston. She was in Holliston, but she was actually in the first Hatchet movie. When they watch the guys, when they watch the the uh, girls, oh, the wild. video, yeah, she's yeah. on the girls gone girls wild. Girls yeah, gone she's wild. got she's in parts in so many of his things. Yes, yeah. so she's actually. A I think they watch that in Hatchet Two, though. I think it's Hatchet. Oh, maybe two it was Hatchet Two. Yeah, Hatchet so Two, when she comes. She's up a recurring video. character. Yeah, she is, and a lot of his little things that he likes to do, he, she, yeah. he sticks her in there, so it's great. But essentially, yeah, Rose from Hills Have Eyes remake. And I can't remember how many <laughs> years after the murders this is. It has to be some time after, because at this point, like, it's a tourist attraction where he's showing them, like, oh, this was the. This is was his house, and they even had like the little soul setting there and shit. Like, so I thought that was weird. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, you they got had props, it, like, the little, the little, little light props goes everywhere, yeah. and then they just event- got blown up in the last movie. Yeah, and well, eventually they play some kind of fucking voodoo curse that right. brings him back. And the fucking that was plane goes down. Oh yeah. And then right then the plane goes down. That oh. plane crash scene is fucking. Joe cool. Lynch, Joe Lynch, and Adam, and, Green. and Adam Green are the pilots. Yeah, yeah. Joe Lynch does the uh, does the does the horrible pilot thing. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. 
if you don't know who Joe Lynch is, he is one of the most prolific filmmakers of this crew of, of friends of Adam Green. He's done so many things besides, besides working with Adam Green uh-huh. and helping him along with the shows and the movies and all the all their side projects. He's he's fucking amazing. And so it's great to see him, you know, in an acting role besides what I've seen him like with with the Holliston or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, and this this one was just a lot of fun because you have everyone questioning Perry Shan's character, saying yeah, he's a murderer and shit. Up until like the moment this plane goes down, he's still being accused of being yeah. like a murderer. Everyone died, like half the plane crew dies instantly. So that was a, another weird thing because you're like, how are these people gonna get killed? And it's like, nope. One guy gets like sucked out the fucking window. Another girl gets buried. Tiffany Sheepbest gets buried under a seat where she's just drowning. She's, she's just drowning the whole time, which is very dramatic for the, for this movie. It's yeah. just like, oh, this one, this one's sad because they, you find out she's pregnant. She's too. pregnant. They I put know. this little love story. Double in. kill body count. What the fuck? Yeah, it's fucked up because you know fun. she's not gonna live. Well, Tiffany Sheepbest always, never lives. There's so. always up in the body count if you watch these movies and you know what he's trying to do. It's like I think I think part three he like tripled it. Yeah, and it gets more graphic. I mean, this one, I think the main kill that people took away from that and talk about is that Melissa, <laughs> Melissa Rose. Rose. We know we're going Run there. Away. She's, she's fucking pilled up and ready to pilled go. Pilled up and ready to go. And she takes a, a cell phone, cell phone up call. the yeah. cooch yeah, goes, goes out well, the mouth. It, it, was, it was her arm yeah. holding the phone, goes up through her and out of her mouth. And fun fact. It's the best kill in the movie, the, in my opinion. <clears throat> it is. It's the most memorable one. But uh, Adam Green always slips his friend's name into into all of his movies. Now, I can't remember the name. Damn it, but, Dave. But the guy's name and picture is on that phone. Oh, my God. So he actually put the guy's real picture on in the movie, and he told a story about it once. He's like, he's like he told him, he's like, why did you do that? Why are you doing this to That's me? fucking great. So that that's a that's a fun little tidbit. But yeah. the thing is, is th- this movie is, is, is just as fun. Um, but you know, there's there's so much there's so much to it. That you just have to see. If and you it's haven't more seen of a it, comedy. yeah. Uh, Joe Bob did a episode about it this 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 last yeah, season yeah. on the last drive on. And Adam Green comes on there. Comes <laughs> so, if you want to watch the Hatchet movies, because we've got to move on to some of some of yeah. his other stuff, just buy them. Buy them from his website. He will sign them. They're great. They're worth owning. It's a good Saturday. Yeah, yeah. and, and from- I got to see that one at the movies too. Oh, which is really wow. cool. I went to Full Moon Nashville, and it's where Adam Green showed it when he was doing the whole tour thing. Because this one he toured with. He toured with Victor Crowley, did a bunch of conventions, and showed it at different theaters. And it was really cool. After we, what he went through for part three, I'm sure he was like, fuck this roadshow. Yeah. Yeah, We're full, doing it. Full Moon was super small that year, so I got to talk quite a bit with Adam at that time. But uh, we went to this place owned by uh, Ben Dixon. He has a tattoo shop and a movie theater and a haunt. It's all connected. It's just one big, huge like warehouse building. So you got to go through the haunt and then got to go see Victor Crowley. It was fucking awesome. That's amazing. And I got to see it with, like, uh, Kane Hodder was there, Adam Green was there. So it was a really cool experience. And you got to see it with people that, like, gave a fuck about this movie. So everybody was, like, clapping and popping. Yeah, it's, you it's, the, get it's that the audience atmosphere. you want to yeah. see your fucking movie. Where do you want to go from here? The, He's the, got a huge... Well, let's, let's go to his next big feature film. I mean, like I said, Spiral, and we got Grace, but Frozen. Frozen, Frozen. people love. I am. And we're not talking about the one, the Disney movie, which is great because... Oh, that's the one I rewatched. Fuck. <laughs> it's great because Frozen I'll was trending. Frozen, Frozen <laughs> was trending not too long, like a, a couple weeks oh, was ago. was it? And, uh... I bet people were like, what the fuck? Like, Frozen's on Hulu, not the Frozen you're thinking about. Uh, but this movie is, is, is it, it, it's it's a horror film, but it's not like a traditional, it's not a slasher film. It's no, very, it's, his, it's, a, tra- it's his version, it's his attempt at making a, just a regular horror film that doesn't have yeah. anything really iconic about it. Kind of like Jaws on a situation in a little yeah, way. Like, exactly. It's like, it's that, like, you know, there's not a high body count. It's just more of like, let's make you terrified of this situation. Right. It's about right. a, It's about a group of people. They go to, they go to a ski resort. And 
instead of buying lift tickets, they're just like, hey, we're going to get this yeah. guy to let us go up yeah. on the lift. And they do it, and they go back down. Like, well, we was it Reverend Zombie? Oh, it wasn't Reverend Zombie. <laughs> it was just some dude. No, it's a guy that's actually uh, killed in part two. He's yeah. one of the hunters from part two. <laughs> and apparently, so job with Al Green movies is to stand around and smoke cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> that's what he that's does in like, both movies. Yeah. But in this one, but in this, he gets he he lets him up the he lets him up their second time because they're like, oh, well, they're closing. But he's like, I don't know. But the girl, the group, they they sort of sweet talk him into it. They sacrificed their girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't much. know that dude, and they're just like, "No, go show your tits. Go do that." Pretty it's much. Just a, so know, he sets the best he, thing. he sets them up, and he's like, "All right, well, he tells the guy he somebody comes to relieve him. He's like, oh, there's one more coming down. Well, somebody else comes down, and the guy's like, "All right, that's it.'" And they just fucking shut it, it off. Shut it down. Yeah. And now you got a movie about people that are stuck on a ski stuck lift on a, ski lift. on a Sunday. And keep in mind, uh, Adam, Adam Green got this idea by watching the news. He just saw like a news story about like some ski park and getting stuck for just a moment. And he just, that hit him. He's like, oh, that, that could be like a fucking movie. And, and this movie is referenced in Hatchet too. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, they do reference it in Hatchet there, too. There was a, it was a news story on, on TV in, about, in Hatchet too. Yeah. But, but he didn't know he was making this film and he didn't know he was going to be directing any of the other Hatchet films ever yeah. because he was putting so much time into this yeah. and another film we're going to bring up which is taking it in the tomorrow which took four years to make uh, where they film at so they get stuck it's just going to get stuck and now when they were actually like looking for spots to film he was riding Adam Green was riding the ski lift and he said I think right here would be good and it got jammed right when he said that and that's when they decided like hey we got to fucking yeah. film Right there, and I haven't. I would have probably shit my pants if I was him at that point. I'd be like, "This is bad if destiny." You've ever been on a, a midnight like ski uh, event like I have? It's terrifying. It's just blackness. You can't see down. Yeah. You don't, nobody can see you up there. I've been in that situation, but not in that situation. Yeah, and like, people also that's terrifying. They to me. also thought this area was haunted because someone one year before this was filmed, someone killed themselves up there. Holy shit. So there was this whole thing going on set that this is a haunted area. Then the thing stops right where he wants to fucking film at. Like, it's just a whole bunch of weird shit was happening Perfect. on set. Uh, and I, I get it. Like, a lot of people don't like it. And what you've mentioned is they do make a lot of dumb decisions. I'm really big on movies that make people fear doing things. And this, did, like, I watched this with Jax, my son, two weeks ago. And he's absolutely never wants to go skiing his whole life. Holy shit! And I and what did you do? That always reminds me of like when I watched Jaws, and I didn't want to like <laughs> jump in a fucking lake. <laughs> oh yeah, or in a swimming pool. Yeah, that was anyway. so fucking irrational. Bullshit I'm taking a fear. piss, and I think a shark's gonna get me. Yeah, <laughs> watching Jaws made me not want to take a bath of myself. So I, mom, I like movies that do that to people, and I, I like <laughs> movies that like. I know they do dumb shit, but it puts you on the edge of your seat in a way because you're like, "You motherfucker, just do this," or "Why didn't you do this?" Right, like, right. I think you know there, there's there, there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's. That, that's like that. I mean, what gets me about the movie is they've got these big coats that zip all the way up, and they never zip them up. It's like if you're freezing, man, you've been up there for a few hours. Yeah, you zip up your coat. Yeah, and he I does, get it. Probably wouldn't work for film, but he, he does that to make you react. And that was one of the films that I was just like, "What the fuck, you dumb sons of bitches!" Well, and people like I didn't say it like that, sons of bitches. People make the mistake <laughs> of saying things like, "No one would ever do that." I'm like, dude. We've lived through a pandemic this now. This pandemic is shown Don't you a fucking lot. ever say no one would ever do that shit. Yeah, because they absolutely They will 100%, not everybody, but there's enough of them that will do dumb shit to ruin everything. And yeah. that's, that's just a group of dumb people that happen to, you know, they, they seem like a stuck-up group of rich kids. 
and they're probably like, fuck it, we're, we do whatever we want our whole lives, let's do this. And then they fuck themselves. And then Kane Hodder fucking ignores them. Kane Hodder, yeah. That part, like, they're just throwing a few things at a time. Yeah. It's like, no, everything, let it all go I, at once. Yeah. Piss on the thing. That, I don't that is one part where you're like, because literally like five minutes later, he decides he's going to jump. I'm like, why didn't you jump then, motherfucker? Yeah. You should just jumped in front of the car or try to jump on it. You got yeah. that snowboard? I mean, I, I'm talking all kinds of shit that I wouldn't do, but fuck it. I would just die, but fuck it. We're done. <laughs> like, as soon as that's stuck, it can be stuck for like two minutes. I'm like, oh, we're fucking dead. We're dead. We're dead. I'm this, is now. this is it. But yeah. it's, 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 it's a different kind of movie. If you haven't seen it, we're not going to go into spoiling that one. Cause it, it would the, take, it would take yeah. a while, but it's, it's really, that one was really good. I, yeah, did I like enjoy that, that he was trying to do something different from what you would expect Adam Green. Oh, you put his name on there. It's like, oh, it's going to be another, this kind of movie. He's like, no, this is a completely different kind of film. Completely. It's not a slasher. It's yeah. kind of, it's very, slow pace kind of uh, they try to make you care a little more about the characters and their relationships uh, the one dude I'm not going to spoil it too much but there's a scene a lot of this movie involves fucking wolves too a lot of wolves are hanging around the ski lounge well, but, hungry. but he didn't want to use a stunt double the one dude's like I want to fucking do this and that I appa- didn't know that one <laughs> apparently they, there was a, one moment where one of the wolves started to get it like a little out of hand and like the wrangler had to come fucking get him and this dude still did the scenes though and once again I would have been like, I'm just going to die. Yeah. Fuck it. We're eating Dave. We're eating to you, Dave. Oh, shit. <laughs> or just sacrifice you so we can go run. Oh. I, I would be pretty worthless in these situations. But it does have, like, you know, some cool special effects with the kills and things like that. Uh, some, like, body, you know, bones that break and shit make you cringe. Because that's one thing that always gets me in movies. Is broken like, bones through skin. Bro- broken bones fuck yeah. me up, man. And he's really good about putting the right special effect to yeah. any of the violence he puts in his movies. Yeah, no, I, I like Frozen. I, I get why some people don't, and especially if you're just a fan of Hatchet, and you go in the Frozen thinking there's gonna be it's gonna be Hatchet on ice. <laughs> it's not, and it's not a Disney movie. Yeah, and during this time he did he did some producing on Grace. Uh, he was part of the Chillerama uh, anthology film. That's a, that's a drive-in which I really enjoyed. Yeah, all you get, of that. You get Were Bears. You get Giant Cum. Yeah, you get. And Frankenstein. Wadzilla's my favorite story. Yeah, Wadzilla. Yeah. Like, it's just a weird, weird fucking movie. I didn't appreciate it too much when I first saw it, and now it's like one of my favorites that I always go back to. Because yeah. it is like really over the top, and you got to be in a certain mood to watch like how fucking crazy a lot of this is. The Werebear shit apparently caused all kinds of controversy, and they actually had like a, a musical, but it got shut down and all this weird shit. eBay took their soundtrack off. Took their off. soundtrack yeah. off. Like yeah. all kinds of they said it, was in, it should be in the pornographic section. Why? <laughs> well, because the actor in that scene, in that he's the star of that one short, is actually a pornographic actor at the time. Well, actually, I think he'd stopped doing porn, and now he's back into everyone, it. He has a whole website everyone and everything. Everyone does porn. Yeah, I mean. Especially OnlyFans.com. Pan- this pandemic? Come on. <laughs> Send me your OnlyFans links. So, so other movies, uh, Digging Up the Marrow? I said Morrow earlier because I'm thinking of Vic Morrow, yeah. but yeah, Digging Up the Marrow. Yeah. Uh, that's like a nerdgasm. This is your favorite, right? It, of the Adam Green films, it really is. It's uh, it, Ray Weiss comes back. Yeah, we love Ray Weiss. Uh, and he has a story where he, he thinks that they, there are monsters that live under the ground and they're all and the, the world is connected through tunnels and that's how these monsters move. So he contacts Adam Green, the actual Adam Green. And he's Adam, playing himself. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he, he convinces him because he's like, I've never gone to anybody else to, to, you know, to my store. They won't, you know, nobody knows this and it's all a lie. Yeah. So they get out there and they want to do it. This movie took like four years to make in little bits and parts. And that's, that, that's the most fascinating thing about it. It's more of a nerd 
Gasm for me, as I said, because it's not necessarily the movie's fantastic. There's a lot of pandering to the horror convention crowd in it, totally. too. Because you got the originally, so Adam Green's character is originally setting out to make a doc documentary about horror art, like the artist in the horror industry. So it's always like, it starts with like, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, guys. No, it starts with him interviewing all these guys that do like art and shit that we see at every fucking convention. Yeah. And then, of course, it has that quote from Odorous, which is like really sad because he's like, yeah. I'm going to live a monster, and when I'm dead, I'm going to be a monster. Or whatever. And that was it's his, like, last, and it's his, his last, last appearance on film. Yeah. So it's like a weird quote that's just there. It's, yeah. But, uh, but he decided to leave it in because he's just like, well, that that's fine. Well, yeah, and he had like, I mean, he had to leave in his ex-wife, and all kinds of shit happened yeah. to him during this time, which sucks, man. But he was going through some shit. He was man. going through the fucking ringer while putting together a fucking great movie starring Ray Wise, who wasn't yeah. in a great movie before this because he was in Swamp Thing. <laughs> but oh, Swamp he Thing, was. Robocop, Dead End, Chillerama. I don't know. He's in tons of great <laughs> shit. I mean, I'm a Twin Peaks fan, boy. I can't fucking. This, this is another movie that you can find. I'm pretty sure it's streaming on it's Prime or something. Yeah. But, you know, it's it without going too far into it, because that's a lot to explain in this movie, but the effects are really cool. It's, it's the, a fantastic The monsters film. look cool. It's it's got a it's got a good vibe to it. It's it's creepy. Um, yeah. I know we're running low on time, but Well I love I, mockumentaries anyways. It, right, right. Yeah, and you know, I, if you haven't seen that I don't want to spoil it because the last fifteen minutes are pretty wild. Just keep in mind, like Ray Wise is preaching that these monsters really exist. Everybody's questioning it, no one believes it, and everyone thinks it's a hoax and then the last 15 minutes kind of the, all the all the truth comes out but the most unrealistic thing about this movie is there's a scene at a convention where it's mick garris tom, walks up. tom holland <laughs> and adam green all talking and not one person interrupts that conversation yeah the, not one nerd goes oh I'm the, i'll be right back dude that conversation would not be able to happen on a convention floor every nerd in the fucking world like can i get a picture of all three of you right now can i do that come on just right now can we do that can we do that this oh, picture? And then oh, yeah. also, everyone would just be staring, waiting for their turn, hoping someone makes eye contact with them. Like, I don't know why you guys do that. If you go to conventions, quit fucking doing that. Every time I see a celeb out in the wild, go pee. every person's just like, do you see who that is? That's Kane Hodder. That's Kane Hodder. I'm like, yeah, I know. He's on the fucking flyer for the show. He has to take a shit. I might know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Did you think he just stays behind this table forever? Like, they're like, this is the time to meet him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the time to meet him would have been when he was like behind that table doing meet and greets yeah but that, that's like so that was the thing that took me out of the element of that unless they're at a party leave them a fucking alone yeah exactly like when they're in their personal time well they try to be weird either way <laughs> but during this time I mean like I said I don't want to ruin this movie it's really good you may fucking hate it if you're not into like these weird found footage documentary style movies but it's one of my favorite Adam Green films and then he did Holliston Holliston yeah, I was gonna say let's end this episode on Hall Holliston we gotta talk about it it's a sitcom yeah, so it's a sitcom with Adam Green and Joe Lynch starring those two guys. Yeah, so Adam Green and Joe Lynch, they do a podcast together called The Movie Crypt, which is still around. It's fantastic. It's better than what we do. You guys should totally listen to it. Absolutely. But the, now they have this show called Holliston, which ran on Fearnet, which doesn't exist any longer. It ran for two seasons, maybe what, 20, 22 episodes? 17 episodes, two seasons. 17 episodes and a Christmas special? A Christmas special. Yeah. yeah. It, it's really, it's just a horror sitcom starring uh, Joe Lynch, Adam Green. And uh, Odorous. Every, everyone is their name. Everyone's everyone is Everyone's in D. Snyder. <laughs> Laura, Laura Ortiz is in it. Laura Ortiz, yeah. Uh, you have Corey English and, like I said, D. Snyder is Lance Rocket. Lance Rocket. Oh, he, I love he that. He's their boss. At, at On their a public job. access television it's, show. He's, he's amazing in it. And then Odorous is uh, his, his uh, imaginary, imaginary friend. friend that lives in his closet and gives him pep talks. Yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, finally, the show's been a little bit resurrected. I think it's on Shudder now, It is right? on Shudder. So... And here's the thing. 
uh, Fear Not technically still owns it. And Adam Green has been <laughs> Adam Adam Green has been harping and harping about trying to get somebody to make another season. So if you have Shudder and you watch it and you like it, send something to Shudder. Yeah. Tell them, hey, I, I can't like believe this. they haven't picked it up. Well, they, yeah. they they've got it on there, and I've watched it myself on there, um, and it's it, it's it's a great show. It's it's fun. It's uh, super over the top. It's, it's over the top. The, well, it's, the, it's slightly based on the true story of him uh, when he worked on like uh, commercials for TNT. Yeah, at a public ac- you know cable well, access. To that's what. Yeah, anybody studio. that's an artist, whether you're an independent filmmaker, your Tootie's fucking podcast, whatever you're doing for like no money, trying to make it. If you watch this, you'll relate to it because it's two guys that essentially work for public access that are just wanting to make this fucking movie, make enough money to put a trailer together. And that's what they focus on most of the time. But then you get guests, you get Kane Hodder on the show. Bill Mosley plays like a wacky car salesman and he's fucking brilliant at it. Uh, Candyman, Tony Todd shows up. He just he <laughs> shows Tony up Todd. and he, he shows up as Tony Todd, uh, sleeps on the couch for like Sleeps a on the couch and like smokes fucking crack on their couch and invites all his friends over. But it's it's. It's fun in that way. If you're familiar with any of these characters or wanted to see some of these guys like Tony Todd or Kane Hodder do something different, it's a fucking blast. And it's only like, I said, 19 or 20 episodes or whatever. 17. 17. I'm never going to get that right. I like like 19 or 20. Okay. Good. 19 sounds like a better number, dude. Are you yeah, sure? Like, like a good even number. And an 19. annual. <laughs> but either, either way, if, if, right now. you know, it's, 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 it's a fun show. And like I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Gore fan, obviously. But, uh, you know, so that's why I, I got drawn to it originally. It's it like cool odors. D. Snyder does so great on this. D. Show, Snyder man. is amazing. There's an episode where D. Snyder's like illegitimate son shows up. It looks <laughs> just like D. Snyder, and it's just constant conversations about like Striper and fucking Winger. It's like, oh, I know you're my son now. You like Kip Winger? And he's he's very ambiguous with with the guys too. It's just oh, like, yeah. is he is he hitting on me? I don't know. Yeah, it's like a running joke, and that's kind of taking a shot at, like, 80s metal in general, or glam rock, because every, like, redneck is, you know, are you, are you gay? Are you, are you, why you wear makeup? So it's always just, like, taking a shot at that whole thing of just, because yeah. you hear that. I used to hear that when I would dye my hair. I've literally had, like, hillbillies be like, are you in a band or are you gay? I'm like, is there my only two options? Right, right, and they're constantly trying to figure out well, what he yeah. likes. Do you like women? Do you like, like men? Like, it was just like yeah. when Rob Halford came out, and I had to explain to Donnie. It's just like, what do you, what do you, what do you think he meant when he was talking about painkiller and, you know, yeah, ram it down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, who gives a shit? But it is always like a running, you know, thing, a gag, especially with those glam rockers and shit. Yeah. And Rob Halford was just pretty much like, they're like, that guy, he looks so tough. I'm like, he wears a lot of leather. <laughs> or so do I. But. Yeah. Wait a second. We're all like leather daddies. It's great. I am total fucking leather daddy. I'm What's it? Fuck. That, 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 Embrace it. That's that. That's a majority of, of Adam Green and what we love about. There's him. just so much. Dude, that dude puts out so much shit. He's a workhorse. I mean, we even like we, on the board here. We had like Scary Sleepover, yeah. which he does. Where if that's another thing, YouTube. Just type it in on YouTube if you want to see him do like these fun one-on-one interviews where he stays the night with like Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, Bill Moser, Sid Haig. They're all on his website. Uh, He's done during the pandemic, during the lockdown. He had live streams, yeah. all this stuff. He's got a ton of stuff on his website. He's got a dog named Ari that he does a marathon they do a 24 hour podcast which we would die trying to do 24 hours I mean we do these shows you know for those that don't know we record two at a time which is usually three hours 
I can imagine doing 21 more hours of this, and they do it every time. No sleep. I'd need, like, a teleprompter. Just injecting caffeine and taking pisses and shits whenever they can. Uh, with Scary Sleepover, I recommend looking up the D. Snyder episode because you can see how much D. Snyder meant to Adam Green, how much it motivated him. And sometimes, like, when you meet your heroes, it works out, which is kind of rare. You always hear the worst stories. So that's a really cool story because he, like, met D. as a fan told him about his movie and D actually kind of stayed in contact with him before he was anybody and like they made it again together pretty much yeah and he I'm, met him when he was still like loading his own gear well, yeah sister it, wasn't a big thing at the time yeah so it's, it's awesome and if you just go back and listen to that scary sleepover which will probably lead to the other ones that aren't as emotional but that's a good one and then check out their podcast they got a movie crypt which sits way better than what we do more informational less, <laughs> they just less had their, bad they just, humor they just had their 400th episode I think Four, yeah wow. they've been around fucking forever so check that shit out so uh yeah that, that, I would I would ask what your favorite uh, Adam Green movie but it's gonna be like it's your hatchet 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 no I, I'm a, I, mean, I like digging up the mirror oh yeah yeah there you go see he says digging up the mirror uh, for me it's Ah, for me, it's like all of them. Yeah, it's just, it was just one movie anyway. Like, it all runs I like, together. I like all of them. As I've said before, Hatchet 3 is like my least favorite, but I still love it. So it's just like asking me what my favorite like Star Wars is. I know somebody's like, how dare you compare those things? Oh, fuck you. I love Hatchet. It's great. <laughs> I love Solo. Like, what? No. Oh, no. Well, let's get us out of here, Dave. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. You can find yeah. us on Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Genocide, that too, I guess, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, (laughs) Apple Podcast, CastBox. We have uh, no new listeners, but we've got a lot of people listening to us all over the place, so thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) Like, like, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube, Facebook, you know, you know where to find us. Anyway, bye. We're out of here, guys. Thank you.